In the quest to assure people I was never going to make them dance and point on TikTok and Instagram as a marketing coach, I did something terrible. And I know I'm not alone. I've seen so many other marketers and coaches do the same thing. But I made it sound like there was something wrong with doing that stuff. And of course, there isn't. In fact, some of my biggest reels have involved me dancing and pointing at words that appear on a screen. What I should have said, and what I say now, is that you never have to do that. But if it's your style and it's how you best fit as a content creator for your business, then let me show you how to do it a way that brings you your ideal customers. The truth is there is no one best way to attract your ideal clients and you need to avoid marketing coaches and marketing strategists that tell you there is only one way to do it because you need to know what style fits you best. And as a content marketing coach, my job is to help you find your style and grow into it, not make you a carbon copy of me. You might never point and dance in a video. You might never use a meme or share a witty quote. Alternatively, you may never talk straight to a camera. You may never do a how-to video and you may never talk politics on the internet. As business owners, we don't need to consider ourselves a full-time content creator, but we do need to work out what type of content creator style fits us best and best fits our business. And you know what? We need to stop judging people with a different style or telling people there's only one way to get it done. In my content marketing program, we have every type of content creator working on their business, and I refuse to make them fit into a technique or type that doesn't fit them best. So in this episode, I'm going to walk through how to help you show up authentically in your own way. We're going to cover the nine different types of content types that you can create and talk about the five main types of content creators that you can be as a small business owner so that you can work out what sort of content you want to make. Here's an episode that's going to liberate you from the shoulds of content creation and find out where you best sit instead. Welcome to Map It Marketing. Welcome, this is Map It Marketing and I am your host, Rachel Claver. I love helping small business owners become more confident and more capable with their marketing. So this podcast is all here to help you do just that. It's me and the help of some great guests helping you learn new skills, new strategies and ideas. Let's jump in and get started. Hi and welcome to episode 80 of Map It Marketing. I'm your host, Rachel Claver, and it's a really lovely pleasure to come and talk to you, especially when I'm eating a little bit of humble pie about the way I have treated people in the past around this topic and how I do it now and what's changed for me. Um, I First of all, I want to thank you for tuning in this week. Uh, if this is your first podcast with me, uh, there are quite a few other ones that you could pick out that's in a similar flavor. There's a few on TikTok, ones on how to write content, um, ones that are around storytelling that also would fit for this topic as well. So have a look. We've done 80 episodes, so there's a whole bunch of ones in there for you to have a look. And if you're a regular listener, thank you. Thank you for listening. I always really appreciate the love that you give me by giving me feedback and telling me, you know, what's going on and what you'd like to know. Um, I really appreciate all of you when you do that. So I want to say thank you so much. You know, it keeps me going. Obviously, podcasts is a big part of our week. And I always want to make sure that I'm, I'm feeding you and talking it through, which is really important. So, you know, I want to just say thank you so much um, to that, um, for those of you that are, you know, do give me that feedback. I'm just pulling up, I've got a couple of questions that I want to, I want to talk about through 
So um, so we're going to talk about some of those ones because I've, I asked some people in my Mappet group, which you can be part of, the Mappet Marketing Facebook group. Come and be part of that. You can ask questions. And I've got some homework for you this week. So I've also said if you come and share that homework in the group, I can give you some feedback on it as a coach for you for free. So come and do that. Right. So let's go through this. Um, when I... When Reels first appeared and videos started appearing, I definitely could see a lot of hesitation around people using them. And there was a lot of people talking around things like, you know, Ugh, people are using these trends and what's going on here and lip syncing and pointing and acting and all that sort of stuff. And I joined that bandwagon. I'd go, oh, yeah, I think they're pretty dumb too. How pathetic is this? But you know what? I enjoyed watching a lot of them and I'd find myself watching them. And I saw some of the people that were also saying it also reacting to some of those posts. And so sometimes what we say we do and what we actually do are two different things, which I think is really important. But what I think that happened is that that created this kind of feeling that if we do want to do those things, that somehow we're not being serious about our business. And I've seen people who go, oh, I'm not going to do video. I'm not going to do trends. I'm not going to do pointing at stuff or dancing because I'm a serious business owner. Well, let me tell you something. I am a serious business owner too. I take business very, very seriously. I love making money. I love working with my clients, not necessarily in that order. Yes, in that order. I love working and seeing the light go on. I am serious about what I do, but I will use unserious ways to make that happen if I need to, because that is who I am. It doesn't mean you have to be, but that is who I am. Um, you know, I felt too old. I felt too old to have to kind of learn this new way of doing things. I felt like the transitions were hard. And, you know, back then, like, you know, you had to have a pretty high level of, you know, video knowledge. And it was like, just felt too hard. And I also felt like the the standard, and I say this to clients at the time, our standard for content creation has really, the bar just keeps on raising. And it's stressful. It's not just video. It's doing carousels and longer captions and all that sort of stuff and it's hard work trying to fit that in with everything else and I feel like you know um you know when I asked my group you know Alison who's one of my coaching clients you know she said you know I feel like I don't have the variety of posts I need and I worry about the words and they won't be the right ones we have this expectation or stress around that um you know Alicia in my group in the group talked about how you know, if we're unique and I know it's meant to reflect who I am, but what if what I am doesn't sell stuff and how is it going to work? And and I really think that that's the thing that's happened is we often have the self-doubt around it. Um, and, you know, and people like Person, who's also another one of my clients, who's got a podcast with me next week. She's amazing. Have a listen to her next week. You know, she talks about, you know, do I have to really do like this 10 slide carousel? Do I have to do all this stuff when I could just say it? And a simple post, you know, why am I having to do all this extra type of content, you know, and, you know, do I have to be doing the stuff that takes a lot of time to do because I'm time poor and some of us are really time poor and some of us are not. And so what happens is, is that we need to find the style that works for us, you know. I knew that doing all those transitions, like making sure everything was perfect. I've got this a colleague, Tony. She's been on one of my podcasts before and she talks about using reels and she's a master of transitions. She might be listening if she's listening now. Hi, Tony. Um, you know, I wanted to nail them, but they weren't my thing. They're her thing. It's very easy then if it's not our thing to poo-poo it and go, ha, when we don't actually see the merit that it's got. And, it, and I think that there's this danger that we judge stuff that we think isn't great just because it's not our thing. 
and I don't want to do that anymore. I know fancy reels and videos and posts aren't ready for me. I really struggled last year. I did a whole year with Instagram where I was like, I'm going to do carousel posts and stuff like that. Look, I love them. I know they're powerful, but I just, I have, I'm stretched. And so, you know, I've got colleagues like Sarah Galbraith and she does amazing carousels, but she doesn't do them all the time, but she'll put this effort in and they're beautiful and people save them because they're gorgeous. But for me, I don't want to spend hours on a single post in a video. My style is I don't want to do that stuff. Other people's style is they do. Both are good. Both are important. Both are different types of content creator. And I think this is really keen. I personally prefer volume over quality, mainly because I've got a lot to say. I've got ADHD. My brain goes all the time. I've got a lot pours out of me. And some of my clients prefer quality over volume and that's also okay you know I've got clients where they've got like a high-end retail store and for them doing three beautiful posts that are that are gorgeous and aesthetically gorgeous fits I was talking to someone recently they're a designer I've got a, a client um, who's part of our group who's a picture book writer there's a, they're an artist they want to show their beauty and the gorgeousness I don't want them churning out lots of content I want them creating smaller amounts of beautiful content because they're a different kind of creator. We're all different. And I'm going to share with you the five main types of creators so you can work out which one you are. Most of us are a blend, but you can be out and out one particular one. And I think this is really important. Now, when I say that I prefer volume over quality, I'm not saying that I want to have low quality stuff. I'm not saying I'm just going to turn up and say any rubbish. I see people do that. I've got, I follow someone on TikTok and they always start with the same sentence with what they're eating for breakfast and it's pretty much their video and it's just not going to generate excitement for me or want people to interact and, and they no one really responds no one comments because there's nothing in there that's exciting so you know I'm not saying that we want to have low quality I also don't want you to do low volume low quality because that's not going to work there's this thing where if we're going to do less we need to make it more in depth so there is this thing but we want to make sure that we think about, you know, making it simpler, as simple and as right for us as possible. So like even with my low quality ones, what I normally be by low quality is that it doesn't have lots of scenes. It doesn't have lots of transitions and complexity. I might not have many costumes. Um, hilariously today, I've actually done a reel and I might, um, probably I'll link to it in here or pop it in um, for those of you that receive my um, Substack newsletter. Um, I'll pop a link of it into there so you can see it. I did one with four costume changes, but it literally took me 15 minutes to do. So it wasn't like a big stress. And, you know, we want to make sure that if we're going to add complexity, that we make it something that's achievable for what we do. So what we need to do first is we need to start thinking about what our authentic self is. Because the days of highlight reels on social media are over. We don't, people don't want that. People don't want this glossy picture. People want an authentic glimpse into who we are, no matter what style of creator we are. They want to feel like they're connecting with a real person. We want to focus on relatability over everything else that we're doing, no matter what type of content creator we are as a small business owner. And we don't want to make the gimmicks bigger than us. Like I am aware of this. I have a road cone costume, which some of you may have seen before, you know, and it is a gimmick. It is a gimmick. And I can fall into making it a gimmick. And I've been really thinking about that over the last few months. And I'm actually going to use my um, 
my road cone costume to work on a particular area. I haven't decided yet. It'll either be around the algorithm and talking about how algorithms work, or I might do it around rules, like, you know, internet content creation rules. I think it'll probably be the algorithm because we'll see. Um, so, so doing that, we don't want to make the gimmicks bigger than us. We want to see people that become invested in what we're doing. And we want them to be eager to be converted into customers. And to do that, we have to keep that authentic self, which I think is one of the things that people mention, you know, when I asked a question around this, we want to make sure that we have that, you know, that's what Alicia said, that we want to really show that authentic self. And that's to me is the most important part. It's just that our authentic self can be someone that does pointing, dancing, silliness, makes people laugh. That's me. I like doing edutainment. That might not be you, and that's your authentic self, and I should never judge you for that, and you should never judge me for mine because we're just different. And I would hate it. I would hate it if someone watched me and went, that marketing coach is going to make me do that so I won't work with them because that's so wrong. I want you to be your best person, your best self. So when we're looking at that, the more relatable content that we have, the more people contact, connect with us. And as we can create our content, we want to really consider hitting three core goals. The first one is, is what I'm doing going to improve my visibility to the people that I'm trying to target? Is this going to get me in front of the right people? Number two, am I going to be remembered? Is my content something that's going to strike deep and be remembered by people so that they'll come back to me again? And the third one is, is this going to help people trust me more? Because with those three things, that's how we lead them. That's the like, no trust. The like is the will it improve my uh, visibility. The will I be remembered is no, knowing, um, knowing them. And then the trust is will it help people build trust in me? So if we're not focusing on thinking about that, it makes it really hard for us to move forward. So there are lots of different types of content and the ones that fit into your content type of creator will vary. Um, you know, so I've got this system. I've got nine types of content that you can create, nine sorts of content. So what I normally recommend you do is you pick a topic. I'm going to go through these nine. I want you to write them down. If you don't have a pen um, or if you're out for a walk or something, maybe just make a note of where this is so you can come back and listen so you can write these down or pull out your phone. That's what I do on a walk. I just make a note. Um, but what I want you to do is I want you to pick a topic that you know really well that's got quite a bit of depth to it and then try making as many of these different types of videos or content with this content to see which ones resonate with you. I did this process myself and discovered a few that I had not really used before. And I definitely also tried ones that didn't fit me. For example, we're going to talk about ranting. Um, it doesn't it doesn't really fit for me occasionally, most of the time. Sometimes it does, but most of the time it doesn't. I'm not really a ranter. I sound a little bit ranty in this podcast, but normally I'm not a ranter. So we're going to go through them. So, so for example, I, I'm going to pick out, um, I might do something around uh, benefits of storytelling. That could be my topic. Um, and so then what I could do is I would share them in these particular nine different ways. So the first one is personal journey, sharing your own personal struggles, anything around your lifestyle or the way that you have developed it or a transformation so I think for me in terms of personal journey if I was doing storytelling I would talk about how I used to be really fearful to share my stories because my words were so fast in my head that it took me a while to work out how to put them out and that it wasn't until I started to find ways to tell that story 
in a more logical way that I felt more confident to do it. And this is what I learned from it. So that could be me telling a personal story that kind of walks me through that that thing. So personal journey, you could do things around your lifestyle. So like what, what I eat in a day uh, is quite a popular one if you're in that kind of health and fitness niche, or it could be a bit of vlogging, talking a little bit about being a mother or other things that kind of give that touch of that. And that can be that story, that story that you're walking through there. So can you tell your topic using personal journey, your personal journey through learning about that? The second one is lessons learned. As in like, I've been there content, content that helps deliver your learnings from big life lessons and experiences. For example, in terms of storytelling, I can tell a story about how I've used a story in the past and then how it's had an impact on myself and also the people that have listened to that story. So that's a lessons learned. Here's how I learned how the power of storytelling works in my own life. Or I could tell the story about the time I went to a movie and it was about a person who was a teacher and I was a trained teacher and how I burst into tears and I decided I had to go back to teaching from that movie. Um, A lesson learned, talking about the power of storytelling, I'm then sharing a personal story and a lesson and showing what I learned from that. And then I learned from that the power that storytelling can have on helping us see something within us. So personal journey, lessons learned. These are different types of content. Straight up tips. I did one of these today about storytelling. I gave three tips of things that you can do when you're telling a story. So sharing tips and ideas that are timeless and shareable is a really great way to build authority. And it's a simple one. It's one of my favorites because tips are, for me, they're easy. They're not easy for everyone, but they're easy for me to do because I'm a particular type of content creator, which we'll get into soon. But tips like, you know, if you want to develop um, stories, here's three things you need to know. You need to start with a time and place. You need to have an idea of where you're taking people and you need to give us a feeling of who, what feeling, you have to know what feelings you want to have. I'm doing this a bit sloppy because I'm doing it off the cuff. But straight up tips. We've got personal journey. We've got lessons learned that I've been content. I've been their content so I understand the journey you're on. And then we've got straight up tips. These are three different types of content we can do. The next one is your wise advice. We want to turn on that Yoda charm and we want to give a complete and complex breakdown of a tricky topic. This is great for long-winded and detailed people. I am not this person, but it's about doing something. So for example, with storytelling, I might say, I want to tell you exactly how to break down a story. First, we need to think about mapping that story out and we're going to walk through the key points you want to do. If you've got a moral that you want to know, we don't want you to be able to express it in the end of the story. So we've got to find ways to feed this through the story. So this might be me breaking down and giving wise advice. And it might be longer than 15 seconds, 30 seconds. It might even be longer than a minute. This might not be a reel. This could be a longer TikTok or a YouTube video or something else. But we want to have that complex breakdown of a particular topic that helps people understand how to do a particular thing. It's not a how-to. It's more advice from what you've learned. So we've got personal journey, lessons learned, straight up tips, wise advice. The next one, not mine. Not one thing. I'm good at ranting it out. Hold no punches. Hold nothing back and give it to us straight. Look, I do these occasionally, possibly just before my period every month. I might write a bunch of these and then do a bunch. I did one that recently was like, stop 
hiding yourself. Like that is a rant for me. They're great to film in a car or somewhere where you're like, you know what, I've had it. I'm sitting in the car and I've had it and I need to tell you about this thing. So it's a real director camera focusing on something. So ranting it out for me would be like, I'm sick of people saying, talking about storytelling is the be all and end all. Unless you have a reason why that story is there, you shouldn't be using it. So like I might do a rant about that. So choose a rant topic, like feeling something you feel passionate about and give it a test. See if it's something that fits you. So we've got personal journey, lessons learned, straight up tips, wise advice, rant it out. And the next one is take us deep. Take us deep and give us a run through on how something works. Give us the step-by-step process of how it does. Now, this is different from wise advice. Wise advice is more about that kind of emotional, here's what I did, here I've been, how I found it. Taking us deep with a detailed run through is more about a tip and actually walking through how to do this. So it could be that I might have a story framework that's like a worksheet or something like that and I might use it as a green screen and show how I would work through and create that Um, and that would be an effective way of doing this you could use this if you've got a product that you want to sell or that a template or something you want to give away you could have that in the back I've got a TikTok planner I might do that for this for this one particular so these are like taking us deep and doing a detailed run through on how something we can explain it so people really understand how it benefits Personal journey, lessons learned, straight up tips, wise advice, rant it out, take us deep, open up, open up and let us know how you're feeling right now. Show us how you understand the struggles that your audience is facing. I've done this a few times, often when I just don't feel like creating content or when I've told a story and it hasn't worked Um, and sharing that so I could talk about how I've told a story and it's been misunderstood or I told a story and it just didn't work the way I did and this is why um so opening up and how you're feeling that emotional response can help really connect with your audience so opening up and being more vulnerable can be a useful tool here our next one is embracing the artist this is one I'm not very good at using beautiful, considered, and gorgeous things. I did try this, actually, and it did actually quite well. I did one where I changed out of normal clothes into something that was all green, and I just did, like, little scenes around it, and then I did a voiceover talking about a journey of, like, being someone who wanted to stand out but was scared because of my culture and my generation and how I just was blending in and I'd lean against my green screen if you're watching video now you can see my green screen here so I'm all in green leaning against the green so I'm like saying I just was trying to disappear into the background and that's that artistic idea it was very simple but this could be something that's like a vlog or, or using a green screen with like something in the back of the bit it might be animation clever filming stop motion and music now those take a lot more energy they take more time. I did one that was a parody song, which kind of fits into entertainment too. But actually, you know, acting it out and doing those sort of things, fitting that in here is really beautiful. And some people who feel like they can't do lots and lots of content, they might be used needing to embrace the artist a bit and actually go, I'm going to go deep. I'm going to make, I'm going to commit myself to one to three really good quality pieces a week, one of those things. But I'm going to commit to that and I'm going to make a beautiful piece of content. And they get remembered because they're beautiful. You don't have to do heaps of volume all the time to be remembered. You don't have to always be out there all the time. But if you're going to do it infrequently, it has to be good. Um, And then the last one is to make us laugh. You know, use trends, use memes, make skits, show your imperfections. And I love doing this. I pretend to be my husband. I have a filter I use, um, which is uh, quite funny. 
Um, I also, um, I, I pretend to be my husband. I have a t-shirt and I use a filter to pretend to be him. I have dress up. So I, you know, I fool around. And I think that that is part of who I am and how I feel comfortable. That's not for everyone, but I encourage you just to test these out and see which one of these you fit you best, which one of these is going to be the one that's fit for you or the ones that fit for you, because they're all going to be different and it's just working out what they are and how it fits you best, right? So as you give each one of a go, think about which ones come easier to you, which ones fit you most. Look, you might need some skill development to get some of these ones right and really which ones that hunt you. So rants and that are embracing the artists don't tend to fit me at all, but they do fit some of my clients. This can help you work out what type of content creator you are for your business. So there are five main types of content creation. Boy, am I making you write notes today, aren't I? So you can be one of these or you can be a blend of the two. And more than that can tend to get quite confusing. So obviously you could sometimes do some of the other ones, but the algorithm and your audience are more comfortable if you tend to stick to one to two of these things. And I struggle with this because I am always experimenting and design and trying new things out. So that makes it hard. But the first one is strategists. It's perfect for strategists, funnily enough. And people that work with service providers, you have lots of experience in your field, you might love teaching and lecturing, you're considered an expert, and you're really good at breaking down say ideas. You don't tend to like long-winded rants. This is where I kind of go, I think I'm a strategist. You don't like getting too personal. And I actually don't like getting too personal. Um, and you don't want to keep it all just pretty simple and shallow. You want to go deep on some things and you want to just explain some quite complicated concepts and help people understand those complex concepts in a simpler way. If um, One of the ones for me would be strategist. I, I look at some of these other ones and I go, I want to be that. But actually, when I look at it, I go, I think I'm a strategist. Um, I have it with something else, though, which is number five. So the first one is strategist. Are you a strategist? Do you think that's you? If it's not, that's cool. It doesn't have to be you. There are five of them, right? The next one is a lived mentor. And some of my clients are this. You're a future strategist, potentially. You are a relative beginner in your field, or you want to act like a relative beginner. Um, so you might be a really great cook, but you're teaching basic cooking recipes. You might be an excellent um Pilates instructor, but you're going to focus on beginners. So you're focusing on people who are just a few steps behind you. You're not trying to teach them advanced techniques or things like that. You might be a relative beginner and you're bringing people along with you. You can often only be a few steps ahead, as I've said before, and it's kind of like a brother-sister relationship as opposed to being a big grown-up showing us and teaching us how to do things. You love teaching and you probably wouldn't describe yourself as a consultant or an expert yet. You feel uncomfortable with that. And I think one of the things I really like about this is that we can still create content and not have to feel like we're a super expert. There is this push all the time for us to say, I'm an expert, but actually we don't have to. We just need to know one or two steps ahead of someone else to have someone follow us. Often when you're beginning, you don't want to have someone who's a super expert teaching you because they've forgotten the pain of learning right from scratch. And I think that's one of the things for me, you know, like I I teach on I teach TikTok. I'm not TikTok famous. I've got 2,000 something followers. Uh, I use it all the time. I know how to teach it to beginners. But if I was working with someone who had 100,000 followers, that probably wouldn't be the right fit for them. So you can have different areas and elements of your business where that can be a benefit. And I think that's what people often 
don't look at is going, do I want someone who's like right at the top who might have forgotten all that learning stage I need to go? Or do I want someone who's kind of helping push me through at that stage? For me, as a content creator, the hardest thing for me to t- used to be to teach until I worked it out was how to write blogs and captions because I'd been doing it for so long. I was so fluent. When I was working with beginners, that made it really tricky. I had to go right back and rework how I would teach it. It was hard. So a lived mentor can have real benefits over an expert because they're often just developing that fluency themselves and they remember what it feels like. So you've got strategist and learned mentor, lived mentor. I wonder which one of those you might be or if you're not those things. The third is the artist. I love you, you artists. Your work is beautiful. Your work is considered. Your output tends to be less than it is for the other areas because it takes longer to do your work. You have experience in an artistic field and you have time to create beautiful videos and images and you want to make it look beautiful. And if you're time poor, have low skills, this is this is probably not a fit for you. You've probably already got some technical skills on board or you know you need to go and get some. And I think these are the people that often poo-poo the pointing and dancing and things like that because they want beauty. And a lot of our reels and our videos and our content isn't going to be beautiful if we're going for the other areas. But an artist's work is going to be beautiful and it has a different depth. And if you are one of those, I'd love to work with you for a start. But if you're working with someone who is talking about lots of volume, you need to just ignore that. That's not right for you because you need to have measured content that's beautiful and meaningful. The next one is the motivator. So this is different to a strategist. And I sometimes think, oh, is this maybe what I want to be? I don't know. And this is where I sometimes struggle too. I struggle with these things as well. You're often already successful in real life. So this might be someone who's a successful entrepreneur or been really successful in your business. And you've got lots of accomplishments and now it's your job. You're the Oprah of your industry. You're helping people to be inspired. You've got a platform. You've already got an audience. And it's less strategy and more hype ups. Now, one of the things I want to say about this is you'll see that lived mentor strategists and motivator have a connection. The way I see it is lived mentors are those people just starting out. As you develop that, you then become a strategist. But there might be a stage where it switches from strategy to being a motivator because your audience is bigger and you change kind of where you are. So just where you are today isn't necessarily where you're going to be tomorrow. So an artist, for example, might start with creating a small amount of stuff that's really beautiful and then go, you know what? I love how-to videos. I actually want to teach people how to do that. And so I'm going to also become either a lived mentor or a strategist. Can you see how it kind of shifts and changes? But a motivator loves telling stories and is uncomfortable in who they are. And you're not such a fan of showing tips and tricks and how-to. You just really want to motivate people to keep going and doing things. I feel like that's my role as a coach, but I also know that I love my coaching sessions where I'm teaching most, which means I'm more of a strategist. And then the last one is, the edutainer. Um, This is me along with the strategist. You want to teach in a different way and build a powerful brand. I want to dress up in a goat's costume. I've just bought a clown's costume. Um, I want to do it because I want people to laugh and learn through fun. And that might be you too. I want people to have heaps of ideas of how to make things happen. Look, it can be tricky if you're crunched for time. And I definitely have weeks where if I haven't got a bit of a backlog, nothing happens because the energy to create as an edutainer is much more than if you're doing other work. And I have, I find if I'm caught up in too many things, if I say yes to too many things or I've got too much overdue, the creativity dries up. 
But if you love this, this can help and be really useful to help break through and be remembered. Remember visibility and being remembered? Skits, trends, and dramatic recreations can help with this. I did one, I'm going to put it in today, which is me using a Taylor Swift song. It's not you, it's me. Oh, actually, anti-hero, but that's the thing. And to about all the things that stop me creating content and I through costume changes. So I'm going to share that with you. So that's our five. We've got strategist, lived mentor, artist, motivator, and edutainer. Which one or two fits you best? Let me know on the Facebook group. Come and join that Facebook group and ask. And remember that just because I dress up as a road cone or as a goat or as a clown sometimes and I point at stuff, it doesn't mean you to, need to. Just because a strategist does it, a marketing strategist or a marketing coach does something, doesn't mean you have to do it that way. You have to find your own way. You have to find what you're doing. I would love you to find how you create content best and work through it. Because I want you to be the best content creator for your business. I don't want you to be a copy of me or any other marketing strategists out there. I don't want you to go, this is the only way to do it. We're not looking for viral videos as a small business owner. We're looking to connect with the right audience for us to sell what we sell. And we have to do that in the most authentic way for us as possible. And as Person said, what happens if I've got five hours a week? Well, Let's first prioritize making sure our website's sorted and our emails are sorted. And if you only have a little bit of time, you have to look at the lowest energy things that you can do, which might be talking straight to camera as a lift mentor, a strategist, or a motivator. And even if you've got that entertainer in you or that artist in you, sometimes for a season, that's what you're going to focus on. But once it eases up, you can add those other elements in. I hope this has been helpful to you. And I do want to know what you identify as. Let me know. You can drop me a line. You can leave a message, a, a, video, a verbal message on rachelcliver.com slash podcast. There's like a little place there you can send a recorded message and I can play it in a, a future podcast or just be part of that Facebook group and ask. But I hope you have a good week. I've got a little outro coming, which just has a few other challenges to help you do this and to remind you to do it. But otherwise, have a wonderful week and I will talk to you again next week. I'm all about taking action. And in this podcast, I've given you lots of things to take action. Here's what I'd like you to do this week. We listed nine different content types. Look, if you know one is definitely not your thing, like mine is definitely not artist, I will let you miss out on one or two. But I'd like to challenge you. Take a piece of content that you know really well, a, a tip or an idea or a how-to or a topic, and try and make all the different content types talking about that one thing over the next few weeks and have a look which one sits right with you what was easy to do which bits were tricky what felt more like you and then also look at those five different types of content creation and work out what blend fits you best and I want to know too I am intensely curious about this stuff so come along to our Facebook map at marketing and tell me which one you did I'll put a thread up or you can just jump in and make a post and tell me and I want to find out tell me I want to know and I hope this has helped you I hope it's liberated you it's given you excitement I know that when I started to realize that I had full poetic license to dress up in a goat costume my road cone costume and have a lot of fun as a content creator that liberated me that same liberation may come from you being a motivator or a, a you know a learned mentor or an you know a strategist whatever you're fitting it's going to fit who you are and if it's an artist or any of those other ones I want you to be liberated to be who you are because that 
is the person that's going to attract your ideal clients. If you've enjoyed this podcast, I hope that you rate and review it so that other people can know that it's great. And I'm really looking forward to sharing with you a story about another business owner next week. We're talking to Person Patel, who's one of my coaching clients. She sells beautiful Indian spices and she is really brave and amazing with her own content making. So we're going to listen to her and learn from her. And until then, have a great week. If you love what you heard today, be sure to hit subscribe. And if you love this episode in particular, I'd love it if you shared it on social media. Remember to tag me in so I can say thank you. Have a great week and we'll talk soon.